Good morning, everyone. It's Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV FM and AM. I'm Lee Cattell here with you on this Friday. Glad to have you aboard, and I've got a great show lined up. At the bottom of the hour, Albert Karen is going to join me from the Waterbury Service Center with some tips on not only driving but car maintenance over the course of the winter. And Albert, since he fixes cars regularly, we'll we'll see what what's going on in the auto repair business. I know Albert's been getting more business lately as some of his colleagues have closed their garages. And the next thing you know, he's getting dozens of phone calls from folks looking for a new mechanic. So uh, Albert's been busy, but we appreciate him. He's going to carve out a few minutes for us starting at 930 to talk about uh, winter driving and uh, winter vehicle maintenance and more. At 10 o'clock, Bob Nay will give us the latest from uh, national and international news. At 10.15, Sasha Goldstein from Seven Days has started to look into the background of the man who's accused of shooting the three young Palestinian men in Burlington. We've heard a lot about the men who were shot, but we don't know much about Kevin Eaton. Seven Days, Sasha Goldstein has been digging into the background, and we'll see if we can find out more. And then at 10.30, the CEO of GoFundMe is going to join us here on uh, on Vermont Viewpoint because Vermont is apparently a very generous place. You folks out there have contributed to organizations and businesses and enterprises at at a higher rate than every other state in the land, I'm told. So we'll get details on, on that with the founder, uh, the CEO of GoFundMe coming up at 10.30. But first, I have the I have the solution for the last-minute shopper, and, of course, I am one myself. Kathy Murphy of Stowe Street Emporium is joining us today. And, Kathy, it's great to have you on Vermont Viewpoint today. Well, thanks, Lee, and happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas to everyone. That's so. right. we got all the holidays. Yeah. Now, let's see if I can name them. We've got Christmas, Hanukkah, Festivus, uh, Kwanzaa, and a Boxing Day, New Year's Day, and uh, and there's a couple others that I haven't birthdays. been aware of yet. That's right, birthdays. <laughs> yeah, you bring that up too. If you've got your birthday around Christmas, that can be kind of a bummer because you get the one present. And they say, well, it covers two holidays. So good of you to mention that birthday because uh, folks like to get that second present. You got to buy extra wrapping paper, so you have birthday wrap and holiday wrap. So. I will say, if you want to use Christmas paper on the birthday gift, I'll allow that. Okay. <laughs> How's business? Great, unbelievable. Yeah, I'll, we're so happy. And you're all ready for Christmas. I know the window, Absolutely. the window at the Stowe Street Emporium is for a lot of folks that come in on a regular basis. They're like, all right, what's in the window today? Well, it was fun putting it together, but we still have Jack Carter's Santa Claus. That's, that's a given. So it, well, that's, uh, well, some time honored traditions just sure. are built to last. Sure. So uh, we're getting ready for the Christmas season. And, oh, um, Santa was supposed to come this weekend to Rusty Parker Park. They moved that back to next week. That gives everybody a few extra days to prepare for his arrival. I heard that. What time again in the park? 3 to 4.30 next okay. Saturday at Great. Rusty Parker's Love Park. It. Um, yeah, so the kids won't be disappointed. He'll, he'll arrive on. He'll arrive. Yay. Now, uh, at Stowe Street Emporium, do you get most of your items domestically, or are there a lot of international products that come in? I would say both. We have Vermont made and uh, items made in California, all over the country. Um, locally, of course, we do carry Ursa Major skincare products, and their corporate office is right across the street. So 
that's pretty close. So you don't have you don't have to go uh, international for that. You just go right across right, Stowe Street. Right. Very nice. I mean, we buy nationally, but of course things are made all over the world. So, and uh, as far as this year, over the last couple of years, we said we heard it was very difficult to acquire certain things. How is your acquisition of uh, product going so far well, this year? It's going great, although I have to say our shipping costs have really soared. I'm so, not surprised about yeah, that. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but... <laughs> and uh, Stowe Street Emporium, of course, is a year-round changing sort of store, but uh, it's something that uh, all sorts of trends change, and uh, people one day might be looking for a certain sort of item, and then next year you find out nobody wears that anymore. So you really have to stay on top of all these sorts of things because you're you're kind of narrowly trying to hit a certain sort of people with your store. Oh, yeah. One year it's skinny pants. The next year it's full-legged pants. It's <laughs> The shirt goes in the front tuck. The shirt goes half tucked. And, of it's, course, I was skinny last year, and that's no longer the case. So now i got to get <laughs> yeah, something different. <laughs> well, and uh, you've got a great team down there that have been working with you for a long time. Yes. Uh, Stowe Street Emporium, uh, right here on Stowe Street in Waterbury. And you know how many years that store goes back here in Waterbury? 30 years. 30. And oh. we've owned it 10 and a half. So okay. we're entering our 11th holiday season. And so. uh, still going strong. Not making any plans to change that, are no. you? No. Okay. I know a still lot of folks. Still family owned. <laughs> good. A lot of folks like, uh, like the job you're doing down there. Thank uh, you. Talk about some of the changes or trends that you're seeing in how people are buying this uh, fall. You noticed anything? Are they, are they a little tighter in terms of what they're spending on? Boy, I'm personally not seeing anyone being any tighter. Um, probably the hardest uh, uh, person to buy for are men. So people come in really needing a lot of help shopping for men. So we're there for them. We have a lot of great ideas. We're such simple creatures. I can't imagine it would be that complicated. (laughs) Well, I'm just sitting here looking at you, Lee, and I think our mustache comb and beard comb tool would be awesome for you. And then for our clean-shaven guys, we do have the Ursa Major shaving cream. Uh, Okay. So, And you're right. I do have about 12 wayward whiskers on this thing. I could totally use a a bit of refinement. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, no problem. You're just right across uh, the table from me here, so I have no secrets this morning. Yep, that's great. Men's grooming is a part of it. but um, And there's all sorts of great products for women there, too, with a, a lot of Fashionable leaning items, but you know, fashionable, but not really high end. They're kind of rural fashionable. Am I am I okay using a phrase uh, like that? Sure, but we do have some holiday wear as well, some little glitz and glam. But um, we do have a Toad and Co. and Tribal and Lucky Brand and. Um, you're right. And that holiday dress is still there, too. It is. All right. Well, Stowe Street Emporium usually has the bases covered. I know because I'll get out of work here on, on some afternoon and I'll say, oh, no, I forgot to buy a gift. And I'll walk right down to Stowe Street. And a couple minutes around, I've got two or three things at least. And off I go again with a big smile. And you guys take care of me. You even wrap the packages we and put do. them in a box, which is another thing that I'm not very good at that yep. I'm happy to have somebody else put their skills on. We're happy to wrap. <laughs> 
getting ready for uh, today's the first day of Hanukkah. I understand uh, Hanukkah candles have been selling pretty good at your location. Yes, we have one box left. So if anybody wants them, give me a call and I'll hold them for you. <laughs> All right, get the uh, Hanukkah candle. Now, uh, your hours at the store are 11 to 6 every day, except Friday we're open till 7, and Sunday's 11 to 5. So we do have extended holiday hours. Okay, now I get to circle back around to this shopping for men thing. Now, uh, what is it that uh, makes it so difficult to, to shop for men again just because well, we're so unkempt and there's all sorts of ways that we can be fixed and help? You can be fixed. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> That's very encouraging to know. The, the go-to gifts seem to be uh, either darn tough socks or our sassy socks that say things like uh, selective hearing specialist. <laughs> socks is probably one of the great Easy items to get because people always use them. And if they're not fashionable, people can still hide them under the shoes and the pants that they wear. There you go. That's and right. most, mostly they fit. Okay. Uh, now, we do have shirts too. We have uh, Toad and Co. and Lucky Brand Men's shirts. Yep. So. Oh, I got a few Lucky shirts and I'm always kind of partial to uh, putting those on. So uh, I'm glad you, you take a portion of uh, your store for men's fashions because we're we're often overlooked in the fashion world. Aww. Or does it just seem that way? Uh, I think it's that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> just so, kidding. But now, we do have scarves for men in case you really want to look pretty spiffy keen. Okay. Thank so, you. I, yeah, they're cashmere feel scarves, and they're only $19. Wow. So, yeah. Good deal there. How about uh, Christmas ornaments? My tree's looking a little spare right well, now. Well, we have great, great ornaments. We have a Sasquatch Santa. We have a putting green. Um. <laughs> All right. Now, I have to take these one at a time. Now, my mind come, my mind wraps around Sasquatch Santa. <laughs> so we have a large-looking monkey-type creature in a red and blue suit. This a red and white it. suit. Just a hat. Oh, just a yeah, hat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right. It's probably too warm for a Sasquatch to put that so. big jacket on. <laughs> I get that. And uh, some other ornaments there? Yes, we have many, many ornaments. All right. Um, and uh, other things for men besides clothing? Are you in the uh, perfume and cologne area there? Or? Well, we have Dr. Squatch, speaking of. Dr. Squatch. <laughs> yes, and we have soaps and deodorants for men by Dr. Squatch. So that's been very, very popular. And uh, and Customer Appreciation Day is coming up on Sunday, so that's a very special event for the folks who have kept uh, kept your doors open all these it's years. It's Sunday the 17th. That's right, next Sunday right, the 17th, correct. thank you. And we're going to have a gift card giveaway from local restaurants. When somebody spends $100, they get a choice of a gift card until they run out. So get there early. We open at 11. You uh, seem very bright heading into the Christmas season. 2023 has been a good year for you. I know a lot of folks have dealt with countless challenges over this past year. We are doing so well, Lee. I'm extremely happy, and I'm appreciative of our local support and visitors alike. So, and you too, of course. Well, I, I come in from <laughs> I come in from time to time as necessity dictates yeah. usually, but I, I do often peer by that window to see hmm, what's Kathy what's working new? on over there. And uh, here in the Waterbury community, still uh, staying strong with a lot of businesses that are kind of 
tied into each other with this idea of uh, of working together. And there is uh, there is another promotion called uh, Waterbury Bucks for the holiday season, so folks can stop in at a number of stores and win some prizes. And I, I bet you're participating in yes, that. Yes, yes, we take Waterbury Bucks. How's that work? It just people buy the Waterbury Bucks. I know they can buy them at Bridgeside Books. Um, and through revitalizing Waterbury. So it's like a community gift card. Anybody that accepts Waterbury Bucks is just like using a check. So it's like cash. Good deal. Right. So you could use it at any business. It's not restricted as long as they accept the Waterbury Bucks, and we do. And, of course, uh, <clears throat> on your on the uh, east wall, you've got the alley, and the alley was supposed to have some big work done, the big project getting done, and that was kind of put off. So your thoughts about uh, about that alley, the project that's coming, and the decisions that were made uh, leading up to where we are now? Well, it was supposed to start being dug up this last summer, but with the flood, a lot of contractors were um, overwhelmed with work, in flood recovery, so we had to postpone the start of the alley reconstruction. So it's going to start, I think, in April. I bet folks are looking forward to uh, doing that. I know yes. a lot of folks walk up and down that alley and say, hmm, could be an upgrade here. So yeah. nice to see that it's coming here in Waterbury. And I know a lot of folks were excited to get that started. Now they're excited to get to the spring and get yes. that one going again. Uh some of the best items that you can think of in terms of Christmas gifts for somebody. you got all sorts of unique products there at the Stowe Street Emporium. Well, again, well, for women, it's, I, you're right, it seems pretty easy. We have a lot of jewelry, scarves, sweaters. Um, but for men, we do have swig coffee mugs and water bottles. I know my son-in-law's favorite water and uh, coffee mug is the swig. It's It's a brand. So, um, I'm have, glad you told me that. I would have yeah, thought it was something else. Yeah. We have whiskey freeze cooling cups, uh, slap bands, they're called, that light up. So if you're walking and it's dark, you'll show up. Oh, okay. So those are very cool. Um, believe it or not, we have tobacco scented candles. I am not a fan of tobacco, but boy, that really smells good. <laughs> oh, okay. So it smells, it doesn't smell like cigarette smoke. No, it's it just, smells it's, like tobacco. Right. right. Okay. Teak, it's teak and tobacco and patchouli and tobacco. I was, I was going to ask you, why is that even a thing? I know. Who knows? It smells good. <laughs> um, but we do have martini glasses and lots of food items. We have chocolate and Stonewall Kitchen. Of food items, um, like I mentioned earlier, we have shirts and scarves and hats and gloves are always a very big gift for men and women. Yep. Lots of kids uh, items too. We have a whole children's section, so we have a lot of fun toys for children. This is Kathy Murphy. She's with the Stowe Street Emporium in Waterbury. We've got open phones if you'd like to join us, 802-244-1777, and toll-free from everywhere at 877-291-8255. You're listening to Vermont Viewpoint here on WDEV FM and AM. And, uh, Kathy, here in the downtown Waterbury area, um, and we mentioned all the businesses that you're working with, and uh, there's a lot of nice places around. So it's a, Waterbury has become 
a decent place for people to come to do some shopping between your store and get a bite to eat next door at the sandwich shop. And there's a lot of other stores around, so folks can get a lot of work done. It's not just one store. There's a lot of businesses here in Waterbury where people can get their shopping done. Absolutely. If we don't have what somebody wants, we're eager to refer them to the bookstore or to Tiny Acorn or Sunflower Boutique and Salon, uh, Green Mountain Dry Goods, um, so many other stores, Axel's Frame Shop, Jeremy Ayers Pottery. I mean, the list just goes on. Now, uh, at the Stowe Street Emporium, one of my favorite sections is the kitchen implements. I'm, <laughs> I always like to see, you know, the latest thing. I bought my garlic peeler from you because yes. I hate peeling. My wife does not peel the garlic. So she puts it, she puts it with the skin on right in and then it cooks and you can peel it off later, but I don't want to handle it when it's cooked. So I like to peel it first, but it's kind of a challenge. So I got, I just found something in there. I found something to peel my garlic and slice my pineapples and those are hard to find items. Stowe Street Emporium had them. They work great. Have you seen the little mini garlic uh, grater? It's an itty bitty grater. It's so cute. I have not. <laughs> Oh, so we've got a mini garlic, as much garlic as we consume there in our house? There you go. I'm surprised you can be in the same room with me. <laughs> it's really a whole lot. 802-244-1777 is the number here to join us here on WDEV. Let's check in with uh, Rusty. Good morning, Rush. You're live on Vermont Viewpoint. Lee Cattell, number one radio man. And Kathy, how you doing, Kathy? I'm how good, Rusty. Good to hear your voice. I might come in today. I have to do something in Berlin, but... um. Yeah, folks should get off the... Now, wait a minute, Rusty. Before you even get into that, you said you might stop in today. Do, do you have a gift that you have to give to somebody tomorrow? No, one of the, no. it's just that I'm swinging by there today, Lee. But that's one of the things. I don't have anything particular I'm looking for. But you go in there, and you're greeted by Kathy and, and the whole gang. And it's great. But here's the thing. I don't want to judge. Get off on the computer, you people. And get out and shop locally and go down to Stowe Street Emporium. I've been going there for years, right, Kat? You sure have. We're always happy to see you. It's a great place, and uh, I highly recommend it and that bookstore. But also, um, really, it's a good place to find divorced women. (laughs) Really good. So, All right, we'll see you later today, Kathy. Uh, All right, sounds good, Rusty. Look forward to it. Thanks, Russ. You you talk about uh, all the things available at the Stowe Street Emporium, and uh, that had not occurred to me, that it's a great place for the um, single-minded male shopper, the Stowe Street Emporium. You don't even know what to say about that, do you? Oh, it's just kind of (laughs) true. It is. Oh. Uh, Stowe Street Emporium right here on Stowe Street in Waterbury. And, Russ, thanks for the call. If folks want to jump in, they they can. 802-244-1777-877-291-8255. Now, you mentioned socks as one of the go-to items for for men. And you say they can be hard, hard to shop for. Anything else in your store that people would think, oh, that's a great idea? Well, number one are stocking stuffers. I feel like we're the stocking stuffer headquarters. That's so right. You know, you've got all those chocolate bars yeah. and the little tiny chocolates and bumper stickers and all those sorts of things. You can just slide into that and stock. And who doesn't need a finger hand or finger puppet? 
then, a finger oxalotl or finger gecko, finger monster. Or the uh, or the, <laughs> the aprons with the spicy messages oh, on yeah. them. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> if you've got a, a kitchen cook with attitude, they've got just the apron for yes, you at Stowe Street yes. Emporium. Yeah. And uh, Kate is uh, – you've been working with Kate for a long time. Sure. Talk about uh, the relationship and – you know, how you guys have been building it up all this time. Well, Kate's my daughter. Yep. And so we're definitely family-owned with my husband Larry in the back doing all the heavy lifting and bookkeeping, etc. Um, and we're just a great team. I can't imagine working with anybody else. So Now, do all three of you get involved in, let's get this in the store, let's bring this in the store? Are all three of you, like, collector collaborators, or does one person say... This is what we're going to have. Well, Kate and I do all the buying. We're the ones that go to the gift shows, and so we buy together. She got her degree in interior design, so she's got the eye for color and design and help, does most of the layout in the store. So um, she's the boss okay. <laughs> of me. <laughs> Always has been. And uh, Stowe Street Emporium right here in Waterbury. And... Uh, Let's see. Give me a couple other items that you think are in the store that would make great uh, gift items as we come up on uh, the Christmas shopping season. Sure. Well, we also have a whole section of gadgets, so very unusual uh, items. Um, By gadget, you little, mean like the fidget the, spinners? No, those are those gone. are Those are those like are 2018, spent. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm behind the times. That's okay. That's okay, like poppets. Okay. Those kind of came and went, although we still have a few. Um, but, you know, like little tools for men, um, I'm trying to think, golf flask. So it's a flask with ah. little golf items. You know, so as poor fun. of a golfer as I am, I'd probably need one of those. It's all there at the Stowe Street Emporium. Kathy says she's been really busy, but there's definitely time for you to stop in between now and Christmas. Are you seven days a week? Seven days a week. Again, we, we extend till 6 p.m., 7 p.m. on Fridays and 5 on Sundays. So. Stop in at the yeah. Stowe Street Emporium and online at? Uh, com. Kathy, I really appreciate you giving us some time here sure. this morning. And Thank you. Uh, I'll be by to see you and pick up some more stuff here sometime between now and Christmas, probably at the last minute. Okay, you need that beard tool. <laughs> I, apparently I do. <laughs> I'm going to step away for a moment. We'll head to the newsroom. This is Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV FM and AM. Coming up in the next half hour, well, on the way, Albert Karen from the Waterbury Service Center as we try to figure out how to drive safely here in the winter months. Vermont Viewpoint, WDEV FM and AM. Welcome back to Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV FM and AM. Joining me right now is a longtime contributor to the Waterbury community and a man who has fixed, I don't know how many vehicles Albert Karen has fixed at the Waterbury Service Center, but he's still going uh, right there on South Main Street, and he joins us on the line right now. Hey, Albert. How you doing, Lee? I'm doing all right. Usually I catch you uh, at the garage dropping off my car for an oil change or something along those lines. Nice to have you on the radio. You're at my place instead. Yep, for a change. <laughs> a little change of scenery. <laughs> Been busy? 
Very busy. Yeah, I'm I'm actually surprised on a Friday in early December that you carved out 30 minutes for us. I appreciate it. You probably squeezed us in along a lot of tire change appointments today. I did. I was pretty impressed when I got a call from Steve yesterday asking if you'd be on the radio, so I definitely made time. Well, uh, just do good by me, so I figured we turn a favor, you know. And uh, <laughs> as we're getting into the winter season, tire supplies appear to be pretty good this year. And but uh, I still bet there's a few folks out there that are trying to get them put on. There are. We're, we're booked up till almost the second week of January, changing tires still. And as far as supplies, right now it's getting a little bit harder to get tires because it's the season. You know, towards the end of the season, you know, we sell a lot of tires in October, November, come December. Some of the tire sizes are. Depleted. Some of the tire brands depleted, but they still have some at the warehouse here and there. Wow, and uh, booked until January. You know, if folks keep waiting any longer, by the time they get their winter tires on, it'll be time to take them off. Yeah, sure will. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Albert, in the you do a lot of work around there, and I noticed that the number of auto mechanics in uh, our area, that number is starting to decline. So you get a lot of phone calls from folks who say, my mechanic has just hung it up, and I need a new guy. I have. That started way back after the flood in July, and it um, has gotten increasingly more and more over the past few months. A lot of them retired. Some of them, of course, again, got flooded out. Some of them just getting too old. You know, and you start, you know, 65, 70 years old doing these heavy tires and bending over all the time. People get hurt and they get sick and that kind of thing, so they just decide to close the doors. And An average repair shop like mine has got about 2,000 customers, so I figure you get four or five of those shops that shut down, you know, average 2,000 customers. That's a lot of people looking for a repair shop. Yeah. <clears throat> that makes for uh, for a busy uh, December like it is for you right now. So, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, are, are there any people on your team that are, you know, training to – perhaps take over a garage somewhere down the road? Are you working with anybody who has those sorts of aspirations? I've had a few come through, look at it, try to figure it out, but unfortunately a lot of it is because of the cost. You know, equipment, expensive. You've got these classes to go to, expensive. The ASC certifications are expensive. Insurance is expensive. So it's really hard to get started in a business like this if you're young. <clears throat> now, let me ask you about, all right, so if I go to a local dealership, then I'm then I'm speaking to a, a a certified Toyota mechanic, for example. You are not a you are not a certified mechanic according to any particular vehicle brand. You have to know how to fix them all. Right. There's a lot of different ones out there. There's probably I don't remember how many tests that we have to take as far as ASC's concert. You know, it's Automotive Service Excellence, and there are tests that we take to see where we stand, how good we are. Um, there's probably, I want to say there might be 20, I guess, 20 exams we have to take. And it's a broad spectrum of different vehicles, different scenarios, different kind of, um, you know, it's, they're like a, oh, they're a multiple question test and there's only one right answer, but almost every answer they give you is just about the right one for each vehicle but it doesn't pertain to one particular vehicle. So if I was, when I worked for dealership Chevy years ago, I had to go to GM school, learn just GM, which is okay. The problem is, though, every now and then you get a different type of vehicle in there, but it's hard to work on them because you don't have the software, you don't have the, you know, the books, that kind of thing to look things up, to check things out. So I decided to go independent so I could learn more about different varieties. Hmm. <clears throat> and okay. specializing, 
And this kind of area is okay somewhat, but it doesn't really give you enough income to keep, say, if I was just going to do just Subaru, there's a lot out there, but it's just not enough for one brand vehicle to be to be brand specific. Okay, so you have you have broadened it out, and if anybody's got a, a motor vehicle on four wheels, just about they can uh, they can come in and get service at the Waterbury Service Center. Sure can. Yep. Now, uh, also when you deal with all of these different uh, from Subaru to Toyota to Ford to Chevy, all of the computer codes and all of that uh, computerized technical aspect of diagnosis and analysis now, is it standard from automaker to automaker those codes, or do you have to learn a completely different language for each kind of vehicle? Depends on the code. Some of them, like a PO420 code, catalyst efficiency code, that's straight across the board. And then you got the uh, you know PO400 codes, which are EVAP codes. They're a little bit brand specific. Um, then you get like the misfire codes. They're pretty straight across the board. So each vehicle has 13 different monitors. There are four continuous monitors. Those four are straight across the board, no matter what kind of vehicle it is, where it is, what it is. Because so a misfire is a misfire, um, you know that kind of stuff. So it really doesn't change. When you get into like Subaru, you're going to get into the oh the I want to say like the 251 codes, that kind of thing. That's specific to Subaru. So it's really hard to figure out some of these codes only because you have to go to the computer to get the codes and you got to look up the codes on the um, diagnostic equipment, like all data, identifix, that kind of thing. So it takes a lot of time. And sometimes you get new codes that we haven't seen before. We have to learn about them. That takes quite a while. Wow. So initially there's a code and then uh, some sort of diagnosis and and then off to the repair. Okay. And uh, how well do you are you finding that these computers are doing in actually accessing and and assessing what's wrong with the vehicle? Well, as far as assessing the codes and stuff, it's getting a lot easier because it's, you know, the software's faster. You know, we keep up with some of the the um like Snap-on's got one, Matco's got one. They're all different in ways but they're all still similar as far as speed is concerned and a lot of these like the oldest style Subarus for instance you could go in get a code but you couldn't do what they call bi-directional control you couldn't go in and test each uh, each sensor each valve on your ABS sensor or EVAP code that kind of thing the newer ones you can go in and you can actually the computer that you have hooked to the car you can actually control certain things on that vehicle which helps us diagnose it so we can kind of narrow it down. Now, you talk about sensors, and a lot of time a sensor will go off to, to give you a code. How, how well are sensors performing, and how often do you run into a problem you say, oh, that's just a sensor that failed? Well, that's a kind of hard thing to answer because what I find a lot, it's not really a sensor that's bad. It's typically a broken wire, loose wire, loose connector. Um, you know, I had... A vehicle in here a while ago I was fighting with trying to figure it out and it was an O2 sensor problem. It ended up being ground wire on the intake manifold that was loose. That threw an O2 sensor code. So to diagnose it, it takes quite a bit of you know knowledge and skill to figure out where to learn, where to lean to, where to look to, test things out and that kind of thing. And sometimes you find things, unfortunately, by luck, you just touch a right wire or grab a hold of a harness, and all of a sudden, whoop, nope, something just happened. Then you can kind of figure it out. Albert, the 
Emergency V, the electric vehicle push is on. The state of Vermont has taken a lot of official positions to try and encourage Vermonters to drive EVs to reduce emissions. But, uh, how well are you schooled? And, and I won't ask you to talk about the entire, uh, your colleagues in the mechanics world, but how up to date are folks in servicing electric vehicles? Well, I've been taking classes for the past six months or so when they're available. Sometimes it's hard to do that because there's not much out there. There's not many instructors. Um, we've been having trouble getting classes together just because people aren't out there teaching and people but we just don't have help. You know, people aren't around. So I do a lot of reading, do a lot of research. I do a lot of Internet stuff, you know, surfing the web, that kind of thing, try to read up on it. I get um, the Wall Street Journal every now and then, and I get Car and Driver magazine, that kind of stuff. So I try to keep up best I can. And uh, have you have you been working on electric vehicles at the shop? Oh, we've had a few come through. Yep. Uh, what are your impressions about them? Uh, they're all right. I mean, they're heavy. Um, by so by not... heavy, you mean the battery is a is a lot of weight right up front in the car, correct? It is a lot of weight. Yes, yeah. and tires are different. Um, people don't understand that when you get an electric vehicle, you have to have certain tires on because of the weight. You can't just throw any tire on. They actually make wheels, tires and wheels for specific vehicles, like the Chevy Volt has a different size, different brand. The Tesla is a little different, um, but just because of the weight of the car, everything is a little bit different as far as the, the stance of it, the what, the width, the length, that kind of thing. And there's a certain way you have to pick them up off the ground, you know, like the Tesla's had one yesterday, do tires on it, and it's little hockey pucks that fit into little corners, four corners that slide up into the, into the uh, rocket panel. And then the lift sets up on that, so you don't crack the battery. Hmm. And uh, so, as you as you work on these cars, of course, being a mechanic in a shop, it, there is automatically uh, the risk for um, accident. But how about working on electric vehicles? Is there anything in particular you need to be wary of when you uh, look underneath or under the hood? Well, there are safety protocols that we have to take in place. Got to make sure no one's around, that kind of thing. I know when I was taking the first hybrid class, they wanted us to cone it off, rope it off, wear special gloves, and all that kind of stuff. But the thing of it is, you know, the safety part of it, if you actually think about it, do you really need all that stuff? I mean, you've got, you own the car, you drive the car. So you're going to open the hood, you're going to open the trunk, you're going to kick the tires. So the safety protocols, as far as roping it off, putting cones around it, if that's the case, then no one will ever drive them. However, once you get into the vehicle and you start getting into the electrical part of it, yes, you need to have some protocols. There's certain shoes we have to wear, certain gloves we're supposed to wear, that kind of thing. So it's I mean, not real hard. It's not real dangerous, but there is always that risk. In, in general, are electric vehicle repairs uh, more costly or less costly than a gas-powered machine? Well, that's another question. Um, as far as the mechanical side, I mean, you got wheel bearings, brakes, ball joints, tie rod ends. They're not that bad. Yep. It's the body. When you get into an accident, that's where it gets costly. I was reading an article a couple of days ago in Wall Street Journal about uh, there was a Rivian. They were talking about it. And they got into a fender bender. And it ended up costing over $22,000 for the body work. It took six months to do it because it couldn't find someone certified, number one. Number two, you have to cert- have, to have a certain... Uh, body shop that is certified plus safety protocols because of the battery. They've got a lot, a lot of voltage through that battery. So to go through all the process, it, it's kind of, I don't know if anybody can download it or Google it, but 
it's quite a process to go through the body shop to fix panels and that kind of thing. I was reading some of the things that they had to do to tear apart. It's like, wow, I'm glad I'm not a body man. <laughs> hmm. uh, do you find that now uh, there's there's gas-powered vehicles, there's EVs, and then there are hybrid models. And I've driven a hybrid around, and I kind of like the gas-powered option because I'm wary about – you know, being somewhere and losing my electric charge and not being able to do something about it, as long as you have that gas as an option, it it, it makes me feel more confident getting behind the wheel of one of those things. How are the uh, hybrid machines performing that you've worked on? Well, the hybrid ones, actually, I was pretty impressed with them because we started working on them back in 96, 97. I've got a customer that's got a Prius that's, 90, that's 1996, still going strong, original battery. Hmm. However, the difference between the hybrid and an EV is when you're driving the hybrid, like the Prius, it generates its own electricity to recharge the battery. Okay. The electric one, unfortunately, you have to plug it in someplace. That's the hard part because the chargers, there are not that many chargers out there. That's right. right. Yeah, they're working on it, but uh, still yeah. a few days away before we uh, get yeah. the, the kind that we're going to look for. As uh, the push goes on to uh, get more people behind electric vehicles. Albert, one thing that I have not heard much of this year is that uh, that consistent warning about how important it is to lubricate the underside of your vehicle to prepare for winter salt. Oh, I've been doing undercoats for the past, I don't know, 35, 40 years. And right now, every Saturday I do one, and I'm booked up right straight through to February. And but it definitely is important. I mean, it, you need to get something under that vehicle to keep it from rusting out. There's no doubt about it. And I would especially drive that message home to folks who maybe came up to Vermont from down south and don't understand how caustic uh, that substance is and how quickly it can eat through the body of your car so you're left with an engine but no body to take it anywhere. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that people don't understand is when you're driving on the highway and you've got these tires they're kicking up stones, sand, that kind of thing. Well, around a rocker panel's front and rear, you're kicking stones up. That's what acts like a sandblaster. We put winter tires on, it's even worse. So if you've never driven up here and you don't realize the dirt roads are, you know, are doing that kind of damage to vehicle, within two or three years, the rocker panels are no good. The fender brackets fall off and the, the rear bumper guard you know, gets rusted out and that kind of thing just because of all the stones. And uh, if you if you do this big grease job underneath your vehicle, uh, is one enough, or does this have to be redone every year or so? Well, it depends on which kind of stuff you use. If you use fluid film, you got to do it every year. If you use actual grease, it's every couple of years. You know, I did my father's 91 camera, and he still has it today. Mm-hmm. I did my 0800, and I still have that today. Um, you know, it just depends on what people use for, you know, the type of undercoating that they use. We've been using grease in that New Hampshire oil, which lasts longer. Um, the problem with fluid film, I tried doing that before, and unfortunately it just kind of washes off. It doesn't last more than about a year, year and a half. I was going to pick on Albert for driving a 15-year-old truck, but the fact is if you can fix them, why would you want to buy a new one anyway? <laughs> well, it the problem with that old truck, though, is it's 15 years old. It's starting to get a little rusty. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Even even if you grease grease them right up over the course of the years, eh, a little bit's going to sneak through. Are they still uh, the state still using that uh, that slurry substance uh, out on the roads, or have they moved to something else? Well, some parts of the state still use it. Some parts don't. It just depends on where it is. But but I heard that. Um, they went back to the salt, and I heard that they're probably going to cut back on the salt because they're figuring that sand's working a little bit better than the salt is. 
Talking with Albert Karen at Waterbury Service Center. we got a few minutes left with Albert. If you'd like to ask him a question, 802-244-1777, toll-free, 877-291-8255. Uh, but don't call to ask him to slide you in for an appointment this morning. He, he booked up through January. It's amazing to me how uh, how many people, number one, have kind of delayed on getting their tires on and Number two, I'm surprised that we're heading into January and there's still that many folks who haven't done it yet. Well, there's a lot of people who moved to the area, and again, a lot of shops, you know, that went out of business, and we're doing, you know, ten sets of tires a day, five days a week. So it's a lot of people. It's hard, hard to get people in early, you know. And I had people calling in June, July for October, November appointments, so I got filled pretty quick. Yeah, I know. October and November are uh, jam, ram jam months at Waterbury Service Center. And then on the backside, uh, things aren't quite so hectic in the spring, are they? Not really. It's tire season, somewhat a little bit busy, but no, it's more of, you know, inspections, oil changes, and just getting ready for summertime, tra- summertime travel. And uh, how are you liking your location right down there by the fire station on South Main Street? It's a great location. I've got, you know, it's a great exposure. And people drive by all the time. I've got a lot of out-of-staters that come in throughout the summertime and through the ski season that don't realize I'm here until they drive by and see me, and they just pull in because they've got a problem. Now, uh, you, a lot of folks might not know this about Albert, but he's been a long-time contributor to the uh, Boy Scouts here in Vermont. And, uh, Albert, that's been uh, that's been a, a project that you've been involved in for a long time that is really worthwhile. It definitely is. I wish we could get more kids involved. You know, we've got, you know, they've, they've allowed girls involved now getting into it. And I tell you, we've got a pretty good crew, a pretty good council. Um, we've got a lot of um, troops that are kind of consolidating just because we don't have enough numbers. But the ones that we do have are pretty solid. And we're doing a lot of things, a lot of activities. Kids are, you know, they're getting into community service and that kind of thing. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. And if we've got a kid in there uh, listening that wanted to uh, find out how to make a contact uh, with the Boy Scouts, how would they do that? They need to call me or call council, 244-5189. to uh, find out more about the Boy Scouts. And, uh, Albert, you've been in a lot of other uh, activities, including the Thanksgiving dinner here on uh, at the at the uh, Stowe Street Senior Center and a lot of other projects. And folks are very thankful for all the years you've been putting in the work here in the Crossroads community. Well, I appreciate the words. That's really nice of you. And I, you know, I, I do it because people need help and it's something I like to do. And, you know, trying to give back to the community like they gave back, they, they gave to me. And, uh, Albert, one more thing. If there's uh, somebody listening that says, you know, I might want to entertain a career as an auto mechanic or get some training uh, or even employment, are you looking to hire anybody down there? Oh, I've been looking for a long time. Oh, there you go, folks. If you're looking for uh, an experience in the automotive industry, Albert Karen at the Waterbury Service Center is available. Albert, I very much appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for giving us some, and uh, I'll let you go get some work done here for the rest of the day, but I'll be in touch real soon. All right. Thanks for having me. Take care. Albert Karen at the Waterbury Service Center here on WDEV FM and AM. Coming up in the next hour on Vermont Viewpoint, Bob Ney is going to give us uh, some uh, angles on the national issues. 
We'll also bring in Sasha Goldstein of Seven Days with a bit of background on Justin Eaton, the man allegedly who shot three Palestinian men in Burlington. All right here on the stations of Radio Vermont, WDEV, FM and AM.